100 years ago, Fire Lord Sozin used that comet to begin the war. He and his firebending army harnessed its incredible power and dealt a deadly first strike against the other nations. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing the long-awaited, finally on Netflix, Avatar The Last Airbender. The animated series that I believe went on for roughly three seasons. Um, I kind of wanted to do just kind of a quick recap into the first episode of possibly why this is uh, highly regarded. Um might go back and do a couple more episodes in the reviews depending on if i get some good feedback or not if y'all are enjoying it or what uh, you know check the description for the timestamps for the episodes thanks y'all let me know so for the pros of avatar the last airbender beautiful 2d animation it's funny the creature design the world building the music is almost atmospheric the cons it's very exposition heavy for uh, the first episode. It has a lot of heavy lifting it has to do with explaining the world very fast. The intro does a good job of kind of explaining the premise for anybody that's just in the dark. Um, the Fire Nation seems one note and uses facial scarring to show that they're evil. Kind of a little bit out of date, so that might date it just a tad bit. But other than that... Um, you know, it's the, the very much the cliche, his honor is on the line, the Fire Nation, you got the water, you got the airbenders, you got uh, you got all the different uh, types of elements that are intertwined in this world. And so uh, I'm still learning about what exactly the Avatar The Last Airbender is, but from what I can tell is that they are mastering the quote-unquote elements. And so this first episode is uh, are the two main characters of... Uh, Sokka and Katara, played by uh, Jack Desina and Mae Whitman as Katara. Yeah, they, they're they a fun little group to follow throughout the uh, the Avatar world as we are encountering these uh, new elements and new people. And it, it seems that it kind of just plops you in the world and kind of assumes that, you know what, you automatically can understand that these people have some sort of uh, you know, bending power. They they have, you know, some sort of uh, power that is kind of unexplained. And so this uh, first episode is discussing uh, in a war-torn world of elemental magic, a young boy reawakens to undertake a dangerous mystic quest to fulfill his destiny as the Avatar and bring peace to the world. The first episode... Sokka and his sister, Kaya, later named, later renamed Katara, must travel the world to find masters for Aang, who is the Avatar. However, they must evade a critical foe, Prince Zuko of the Fire Nation, who wants to capture Aang. And so, you know, got the very much the good guy, bad guy. You got the world building. You got some beautiful animation. 
it's definitely worth a look. It's definitely worth uh, checking out the next few episodes. It feels like automatically, right off the bat, this this cartoon feels grand in scale. It feels like there's a, a, a history, a lived-in world that there's is really uh, fleshing out. But yeah, anyways, the uh, this first episode, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I think this first episode, let me, um, came out in 2006, and it runs for just shy of, a, it's about 20 minutes, um, but yeah, it, the pacing in it, the look, the world building, that, those are all the things I really like about it. I, I, I think that what really works about it is that it's not too long, it gives you just the right amount of story. Um, it's beautiful to look at, kind of unexpected, and the creature design, like I said earlier, is, uh, one of a kind as well. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I, I said 2006. It was 2005. Um, yeah. And we also find out that, uh, Aang, possibly 100 years old, he might he, I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, if he had some, like, Master Yoda thing going on, like he was able to age different at a different rate than humans versus, uh, you know, everybody else is, I'm pretty sure he was just stuck in an, you know, an iceberg. And so he's technically still a young man. Um, but that sucks. I mean, <laughs> the, the fact that, you know, his friends find him in an iceberg, he has no idea what's going on. He thinks he still has all his friends out there. Like there is some dark shit going on with that. Um, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, there's there's not too much to talk about this first episode. It's very much the the group getting to know each other, um, kind of bouncing ideas and thoughts. And um, you know, Katara wants uh, to be a waterbender, I believe. Wants to learn, you know, the ways of the Force, basically. Um, very much kind of like in the, the the Star Wars kind of realm of learning and bending and mastering things. So. Yeah, um, yeah, the boy in the iceberg, I think that's relatively what does it. It's basically Aang's introduction into, uh, the society, and we have, uh, short clippets of, um, the Fire Nation, um, right on their tail. So, yeah, hopefully everyone's gonna be okay. I'm kind of worried about the grandma, Katara's grandma. I don't, I haven't seen this series in full, so I can't tell you exactly what's going on, um, you know, at, in spoiler section or something like that, but, um, yeah, overall, I was, um, I wasn't blown away, I was, uh, I enjoyed it, and it's, uh, it's solid for adults, and definitely good for kids, so it, it kind of works in between, so, um, yeah, thank you for listening, watching Look It All Podcast, the Avatar, The Last Airbender, episode one, season one, episode one review, basically, it's just the introduction of the Avatar into the world, it's a beautiful looking cartoon um, or animation, and uh, I, I look forward to more anime in this style. Um, thank you for listening, watching Look It All Podcast. Thumbs up, subscribe, follow Instagram, Twitch, uh, YouTube, all of the popular things. If you want to get all these uh, reviews quick, fast, easy, um, you'll get them first on YouTube, and then you will get the full review on SoundCloud. So. It's up to you how you want to listen to the Luck It All podcast. There's many ways you can do it. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Luck It All podcast. Take it easy. Episodes in this first season? Yeah, let's just consolidate this. So, just finished episode 10 of Avatar. 
I admit I've been trying to pay as much as attention as I can. I've whipped, whipped out my phone a few times. Not going to lie. But a few things did catch my eye. First of all, I like the epic scope that this is being told on. Having these different earth, fire, wind, you know, September. No, no. When, when you have all these elements, they come together to make these really cool power sets. And to be honest, after episode 10, the Fire Nation is my least favorite to watch uh, when it comes down to the artwork of the choreography. I, I the 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 use of the fire is the least interesting. I think the movement of the ground and uh when the Earth Nation was fighting, that that's a those are some really cool episodes. Uh, I, I don't have the ep, ap, the actual episodes pulled up right now. I'm doing a horrible job covering this. I know everyone's screaming at me, but uh there's a couple episodes that uh where uh Aang is having to fight like a. a, a an earth nation guy or something like that and the the i, I want to say stunt work but it's not actual people that are doing stunt but the artwork of the stunts of the choreography of what's happening it's really cool it's it's really dope i i can see the appeal of why avatar stuck out on um nickelodeon i mean given it was one of the few animes on there um the other be others being um, mainly, you know, like uh, American three D based, um, cart uh, animations. So um, here we go. Let me see. Um, yeah, holy Santa Claus! Yeah, sixty six episodes. Um, and we're getting ready to start eleven. So basically, at the end of this one. Well, let me let me rewind real quick. Um, I had no idea this was uh, produced, or it it uh, it was Dave Filoni's, you know, project. Um, I think he was a producer. I, I I'm trying to figure out how he was attached. Um, well, I, now I can't find his name. I don't know if was he a writer or something like that. How was Dave Filoni attached? Mark Hamill has voices in here. Wow, I did not know that. Jason Isaacs. Oh, wow. Uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, Malfoy's father for people who are like, who? Um, Mr. Krabs, Clancy Brown is in this. Um, yeah, I can't find... Was Dave Filoni, like, on the art direction or something? Because I had his name on here for some reason. Am I just going crazy? Felatoni? Feloni? Is it... Am I saying Dave? Is it Dave? Feloni. I thought it was Dave. Feloni. Okay, so... Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Wars. Did he have his hands in... Yeah, the Avatar. He was in the Avatar stuff. I, I was not crazy. He was a director on uh, season one. Okay, so... Wait, was he the director for all episodes of season one? Am I going crazy? Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, okay, so he was he was director for a handful of the episodes of season one. I'm, I wasn't losing my mind. Um, this was not a forego podcast. I know it's not the best podcasting. I'm just kind of rambling at this point when it comes to the Avatar podcast. Um, I'm sure someone's gone through and been like, all right, so this is what happened at each individual frame. That's not this podcast. We're kind of just casually talking about this. Uh, going through a couple of notes, maybe a couple of uh, connections, such as Dave Filoni directing some of these episodes. I think he directed the first episode, The Boy in the Iceberg, and the second one, and uh, as well as the one we just watched, Jet. Um, I actually didn't mind Jet. I thought that was a, that was a, that was a pretty good one. Um, and Imprisoned. Which one was that? Okay, so that's what the Fire Nation... Oh, oh, sorry, Earth Nation. In a nearby Earth village, the gang meets a teenage Earthbender named Haru. This village lives in a fear of the Fire Nation. The soldiers there capture any Earthbenders they can find. I... One thing I did find about this uh, show so far is it did kind of feel episodic in a way. It was like Avatar kind of going... He has... The A plot of needing to go find a waterbender, I believe, or an airbender, or or I guess they found out he was the last airbender, but they, they needed to go find a master so that they could master the skills of waterbending and stuff like that. Uh, but, um, and I, I could be getting this wrong. I know someone's like, oh my gosh, oh, I got a comment, you know, 30,000 words. Um, yeah, my bad. I'll figure that out later and be like, yep, you're right. <laughs> um, but anyways, the <clears throat> art direction is one thing that I really like about this uh, series. I do find that the frames per second at how everything's um, rendered or whatever you call it. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the terminology is for animation is a little bit uh, the, the, the frames are slower i i feel like i need to i need a couple more frames to make it a little bit faster which makes it feel like it's a tad on the cheaper side i wonder if the second and third season are um you know faster with the the frames per second just kind of making it feel more fluid and less like moving art i a lot of times i do feel like it, it just feels like a moving picture or something like that um nothing wrong with that like some of the frames are absolutely you know breath breathtaking i have you know i think the art direction on here is is quite quite astonishing and original when it comes down to it i'm not quite sure if they had too much to draw on before this i don't to my knowledge i don't see anything besides the writers and you know the art department obviously alda aldina dias so uh, i guess they have they're considered prop designers and stuff like that um but yeah, let me see if anything else that we, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the, uh, the majority of this. It's, it's not like it's a, a slog at all. Occasionally it feels like some of the episodes feel slightly, uh, you know, wanderous and disposable with riding off and having them ride penguins for like 10 minutes. It's like, what? is important about this you know i was like all right i thought there was like this big fire nation that was coming after you that is or is not an actual problem and what is going on with the fire nation at this point was the earth nation got the uh okay so i 
I kind of forgot what had happened. I oh 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 the Earth Nation had captured the uncle of the Fire Nation, which I forgot his name, and there's no way I'm gonna be able to bring it up here because uh, everyone plays like multiple voices. Oh, uncle, uh, what's his name? Uncle. It all it says is Red Dragon. Uncle Red Dragon, I guess. Um, I know that's not his name, but uh, <laughs> that's. Or maybe that's one of the voices he plays. But, anyways, the um, the overall structure of the different tribes fighting each other, you know, the uncle, the nephew coming together. There's this big debacle with the, uh, the brother who's the father and who's running the Fire Nation and who's exiled his son. And, you know, the uncle's with the son and it's kind of like this... You know, big betrayal thing kind of going on. And it's very, uh, you know, deep. It's like, if you're like seven years old, you're like, oh, shit, this is, uh, this is some deep shit right here, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, something. Normally, uh, you know, family animated, uh, I'm just going to, you know, cartoons are not nearly this epic in scale <clears throat> and nothing wrong with that it's just like holy shit this is like really deep so um yeah it just feels like it has a lot of mythology behind it i hope it continues to get deep i was surprised that this episode didn't uh, at first i did think that whole village was taken down Sokka was you know being taken out by those two goons in the back you know whatever about them but uh um you know, the jet fight was very cool with the cleavers. Let me see any other notes that I have to run by. Um, love the artwork of them jumping out of the trees. It's like in between the fight kind of... It, it Like, the fighting never really gets boring. Even with the Fire Nation, who I think is one of the, the least interesting to watch. Just like this red thing glow and then, you know, flare at you. I feel like all the other art direction... In the elements is a lot more interesting than the fire for some reason. Um, maybe just the, the detail and, and the rock that is moving. It looks like it's actually heavy. There's nothing about the fire that looks like it's actually, like, it's fire, I guess. Like, the water, actually, you can see the element of the water going from, uh, you know, hot to cold or cold to hot or, you know, freezing somebody. It's, it's, it's actually doing what the element does the fire fire doesn't seem to be doing too much with the exception of them using it in like everyday life like the uncle using it to steam his uh hot tub which was hilarious i mean he stood up and they're like oh shit, oh, uncle sit down <laughs> and that was right before he got captured and whatnot but uh yeah um let's see um let me see I feel like sometimes the power is selective. I don't remember if I talked about this in the original thing. Uh, in the original cast. But I do feel like the power is kind of selective. Like, can Aang just fly whenever he wants? It feels like he he can just shoot himself in the air like 50 feet when he sneezes. But sometimes when he gets hit, it's like he's down for the count. It's like, I don't really understand when he can fly and when he can't. Um, and he has that awesome little glider. I, I want one of those gliders. Um... Let's see. Uh, the water is coming out of... Uh, uh, what's her name? I always forget her name. Uh, 
Katara's, uh, <laughs> the water is coming out of Katara's, uh, like, side bag and, like, slapping the shit out of, uh, Jet. I thought that was hilarious. Um, it's just, like, it's kind of a weird image to look at. It kind of reminds me of, like, like the blob that's, like, coming out and, like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I don't know. Some weird shit. Um, okay, so what else do we got? Um, Sokka Save the People. And with a sassy yip yip, they're off. So it is apparent to me after, what is this, the 15th episode, Batu of the Water Tribe. Um, yeah, I totally see why this show is addicting. I think it was around the 12th episode where we really got a... Uh, really interesting backstory towards uh, the Fire Tribe and uh, the Avatar. And it really tells about the the backstory of Zuko and his father, how he got the scar, all of these uh, um, backstories that are really coming to life. I think that this show thrives best because of the characters and the, their ability to continuously tell an interesting story there's these first of all because of the different elements because of the different tribes there's this uh you know historical background between each of the tribes which is really fascinating to learn about um and it's not you know too detailed to the point where you're like i can't follow it it's not like game of thrones depth but it's still uh got this grand scope and epicness to it that still makes you uh, feel for the characters, even for like Prince Zuko. Um, the last few episodes, um, the ones I'm just going to cover in this little segment right here, um, between like 12, 13, 14, 15, um, these were some of my favorite episodes from the from the writing, the choreography, the storytelling, the direction. All of these hit on all cylinders. This is these were the episodes I was looking for in the first beginning half of the season to really solidify my thoughts on the uh on the show these episodes provide backstory they're still uh able to have like a, a slight humorous spin to it you are uh, connecting with the different characters on different levels ang is clearly not perfect but yet uh just about every episode has some sort of like message or meaning, you know, teamwork or not relying too much on one thing or um, uh, uh, just uh, life lessons that are important to young folks, especially that would be listening or sorry, that would be watching the uh, the show. And so I will say I'm getting somewhat addicted to it. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like really hitting the stride of like, I can't wait for the next episode. I, originally, I was just enjoying it. I was enjoying the aesthetic. I was enjoying the world building. But now I'm getting to the point where this, I'm like, this shit is good. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm a little addicted. And, and the fighting, I think the fighting choreography has really uh, bumped up a level. Um, it might have just been me wanting a little bit more out of it or just wanting just like some backstory um but i really do think these last few episodes hit its stride when it comes to the epic grand s scale of it i mean it feels like i'm watching like a mini movie when i'm watching these um uh the the 20 minute uh, they're they're 
under 25 minutes each and so it kind of feels like little bite-sized chunks of a grand scope of a movie so i can definitely sell, see how um they wanted to make this a movie um i'm sure it was a little bit more difficult than what uh, m night would have brought m night doesn't m night is cold in my opinion um the avatar movie i have not seen in full i've seen like clips and stuff like that and heard just uh, i've tons of reviews of how bad it was um and just how stale um but the the main problem what i can tell from the movie from what i can hear from the reviews to the uh the television show is this is a lot more fun of a television show it feels a lot more lived and world building uh it feels more lived in i guess um uh, you feel sympathy for the the people that are in the Fire Nation at some point, which is technically like the fascist regime regime of the uh, the elements. Um, there's uh, very interesting dynamics and characters. They talk about love in one of the last few episodes. I think it was the fortune teller episode. Um, but yeah, it, it originally it was very episodic following that a plot that i had talked about earlier the a plot of finding the you know uh, the waterbender for katara i believe um but then it becomes something much more on the b plot on the b plot of uh you know going to these different um well, I, I guess there's technically the overall arching plot, or there might actually be three plots if you think about it. It's the overall goal of Aang, Katara, and Sokka going to find, I believe it's a waterbender, and then they are, you know, that's like the A plot. The B plot is like Zuko trying to get Aang to, uh, uh, to capture him so that he doesn't go anywhere i guess because you can't if you kill an avatar or someone else becomes an avatar is what i believe is what i heard and so there's the c plot and that's uh you know ang and the gang going to uh you know city to city um or you know town to town which i will say my only gripe with some of the towns is the towns are starting to kind of resemble each other they seem to have the same aesthetic when they go into the towns and they just change like one or two things. And then it's the majority of it is the people that look the diff most different um, uh, with the aesthetic and the garb and the attire and whatnot. The, the colors are obviously a little bit different, but I was expecting the water tribe to have a little bit more water, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... Anything else we need to cover? Uh, Zuko, uh, Zuko's uncle, shit was hilarious. Uh, they, the, with all the fighting going on and him trying to um, help help the young lady, I, I think what was her name? Uh, this was the the new. What is her name? I guess is June her name? Um, yeah, I'm. I think it was June. The the the. Uh, I think that was the lady riding the uh, platypus thing. Platypus. I, I don't know what it was. It looked like the platypus bear, but it had like an anteater look to it. I don't know. It was like a giant anteater. Um, and that platypus bear, holy shit, that was scary. Um, yeah, so... Uncle Uncle and June, he was, he was just trying, <laughs> trying to mack on her the whole time. Uh, oh my goodness. I don't know. The, the Fortune Tale episode was... Uh, enjoyable to watch just because of the the culmination of uh the love plot line with ang and then uh the fire nation trying to you know hunt him down at the same time it was um just it's a fun 
I don't want to say it's a romp because it makes it seem like there's no stakes, but I do feel like occasionally some of some of the stakes, like I never feel like they're ever going to kill anybody in this. Uh, mostly because obviously it's a kids show, but I, 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 the stakes in this are kind of muddled in a little in in some ways. Um, but yeah, I, I am curious to see how it turns out. Um, let's continue it. What, what was at the end of uh, episode fifteen? And Aang, for the love of God, do not keep information away from Sokka and Kantara, because that is some baby back baloney. There's absolutely no reason for Aang to be that upset. I, I I thought that episode when he was upset about you know them wanting to go see their father. I think that, I think that was a little bit petty. Um, you know, he's better than that. He's smarter than that. And, you know, by the end of the episode, they sort of resolved it. I do want to learn a little bit more about the Water Tribe and, you know, their, their, uh, the father that is apparently out there at the rendezvous point. Um, seems like an interesting little tribe that they got going on. So, yeah, let's continue. Episode 15. 